It's time for the Newsmax Daily. Here's your host, Rob Carson. Hey guys, it's me. Today we are featuring a best of show. I've been invited to New York City for the 2021 Talkers Magazine News Conference. It's a big deal because uh, A, I've never been invited for the Talkers Conference, and B, believe it or not, I've never been to New York City. I know, kind of weird, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'll be back on Monday with a full report. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Nobody in the media has caught this. Vice President Harris to finally meet with Mexican president to discuss planting trees. In a headline that makes one do a double take, the New York Post article reads VP Harris to meet with Mexican president to talk tree planting citizenship plan. Mexican president Andres Manuel Lopez Abrador has a tree planting proposal he will discuss with Harris next month. The initiative would be, would include planting 1 billion fruit and timber trees. Now, here's what the irony is. The Democrat Party is proposing that to keep black and brown people, or mostly brown people, out of the country, that we put them to work at landscaping. <laughs> I, that's what they're doing. This is Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, the reason why she wants brown people to come into the country so they can do her landscaping and, and make it cheap and, and get her stuff built cheaply. And the Democrat Party and this guy, they're, they're proposing that brown people do landscaping in their home country to stay out of America. It's just wow, wow, wow. Oh, Joe Rogan, uh, he, he chimed in the other day. He said that young people didn't need vaccines. Apparently, he's not supposed to be able to say that. But here he is uh, clarifying his statements yesterday. This is like the thing about this whole thing, this uh, people being upset at me. I didn't say I'm not I'm not an anti-vax person. Right. In fact, I said I believe they're safe and I encourage many people to take them. My parents were vaccinated. I just said, I don't think that if you're a young, healthy person that you need it. Their argument was you need it for other people. So you don't transmit the virus. That makes more sense. So I'm that's, a young... But that's a different argument. Well, you know, here's the deal. Uh, don't rely on me to get a, uh, the vaccine so you won't get it. You get your vaccine, okay? And if I decide not to do my vaccine, then you don't have to worry about it. So shut up. It is not reliant upon me to not get you sick. I do not take a vaccine for you. If I'm going to take it, I take it for me. You take the vaccine on your own. But, of course, he's a podcaster, so he has no right to say anything about because uh, he's not an expert on medical stuff. But a 16-year-old named Greta Thunberg can suddenly become an expert on climate change by sailing a $3 million yacht across the uh, Atlantic Ocean and then returning on a private jet. Or David Hogg, a high school student who actually wasn't even at the high school when a mass shooting happened. He was biking there, and he suddenly becomes an expert on gun control. It's kind of weird that way. But uh, Joe Rogan can't say that people in their 20s who literally have a 99.9999% chance of survival of getting COVID and generally wouldn't know if they had it anyway because they're mostly asymptomatic. And he said, hey, you know, you know, I don't think you really need to take the vaccine. I think he's got a little more credibility than Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Are you a healthy person? Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should, if you're, if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like, I don't think you need to worry about that. Well, and because the death rate is, uh, is incredibly low, incredibly low with young people, like 
uh, 90000. You know, I don't know. Your, your chances of dying from COVID are, are basically nil unless you've got a, uh, an existing condition. And I'm not going to offer vaccination advice because it's not my business and I'm not a doctor. But, uh, but honestly, I, I just, I'm COVIDed out. I'm just, I've had enough. I've just had enough of this nonsense. This has been the most political virus we have ever seen. It has been used to take away our freedoms in ways that we never even imagined possible. The government told us we couldn't go to church. The government told us we couldn't open restaurants and dine in them. The government told us that your kids couldn't go to school. The government told us that you couldn't go to a concert. The government tells us to wear masks indefinitely. And we went along with it. We went along with it. Unflinchingly, we, we preach freedom, and, and as a conservative, we, we preach uh, constitutional conservatism and freedom, freedom of, of choice, not regarding abortion. I'm not talking about abortion. And yet, we folded like a house of cards. We folded like a house of cards. And the government rubbed its hands together and went, wow, look what we just got them to do. Jessica Bridges is a PhD candidate. She should be roundly rejected at, at the College of Education and Human Services at Oklahoma State University. She made anti-racism and white women's complicity her dissertation topic. White women's complicity. What did I tell you about Karen's? What did I tell you about Karen's? So they did this uh, Southern Connecticut State University, home of the mighty what? I don't know, angry, transgendered. What, anyway, so uh, the Southern Connecticut State University Virtual Women and Gender Studies Conference. That's insufferable. Uh, and it was in April. It focused on gender, race, community, and conflict, pursuing peace and justice. I bet they were all pretty much women, uh, white women. Yeah. Uh, the conference included presentations such as, are you ready for this? Diverging feminism, engaging transnational, translational activism. Sex, work, and care as resistance in the age of capitalism. That's 100% communism. Undoing the white settler colonial gaze. Asserting gendered, racialized, and radicalized body autonomy. Can you imagine going to this conference? You would probably, and you may not be suicidal going to the conference, but you'd be like, wow. Understanding your vicarious trauma during COVID-19 and beyond and igniting social justice, community engagement, and diversity within the neoliberal academy. Oh, my God. Can you even imagine? Can you even? You couldn't plug your ears and hum loud enough for the stupid to get into your head. Here is this white Spanish teacher uh, talking about how she gave up teaching Spanish because it was racist because she's white. Racism originates with and is perpetuated by white people. I wish I could go back and tell my students not to learn power or correctness from this white woman. I would tell them to stand in their own power. White isn't right. We're deep wow, this is uh, this is really deep self-loathing. Constructing our emotions. I'll bet she has several cats. Around acknowledging our whiteness and white privilege through the lens of grief and the process of grief. We talked about mourning our white morality. I'm holding myself accountable to this journey. <laughs> Part of my accountability is to continue to struggle and grapple with my internalized white supremacy. Oh, dear Lord. 
Dismantling white supremacy in society looks like dismantling in my heart first. It means I'm not going to teach Spanish. Accountability is ongoing because there is no end to the process. Okay, now, for those of you who can't see this, she was actually on a Zoom call with, are you ready for this? Five other white women. (laughs) That's diversity. (laughs) That is absolutely, you know, maybe because the Hispanic uh, person is sitting there going, God, this is really stupid, actually. This is really, really, really stupid. Here's a little bit more about uh, the white Spanish teacher and, uh, and and the other outcasts during this Zoom call. That can't be the goal. We need to attract anti-racist teachers. Yeah, you know, 99.999% of teachers are already anti-racist. We need to be aware of who we're drawing into schools. Um, and there already is a lot of focus on recruiting. The only thing positive coming out of this group is cat adoptions. Lots and lots of cat adoptions. And retaining more teachers of color. Based on this study, we can say that one of the ways to do that is through some How many cats do you have? Oh, 12? And you want four more? Um, are you a really guilty white woman? Approved! Incentives. Um, but we in teacher preparation also need to do a better job. We need to talk about what a good school is, not from the perspective of test scores. How about you just teach the kids the basics? All right? And how about kids who are successful have to pass tests to show that they're being successful? How about that, Kitty? I mean, uh, ma'am? From the perspective of teachers being engaged in communities. And there's a lot that we can do. No, I don't care to be engaged in the community. Just you stay in the school building, and I'll send my kid there, and you teach them the math and the English. Uh, you know, even if they're brown people, you know, yeah. There's a lot that some that some of us are already attempting to do to engage teacher candidates in communities to learn about communities and to teach through an equity anti-racist lens. I am gobsmacked, slack-jawed, crestfallen to some degree, freaked out. Real quick, I'm a spiritual person. Dear God, please make sure that none of the women on this panel stay in education, educating children. Amen. Okay. Now, I was a little boy when uh, Jimmy Carter was the president. He was a one-term president. And when he left office, interest rates for your house, you know what interest rates are now? About 3 4% if you're lucky on a 30-year. You can get in there, and they're going to go up because, uh, you know, inflation's going up, and uh, Janet Yellen's going to have to uh, slow down the economy, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Um, and that's what they do. They, here's what the Fed does when you're a Democrat. They raise and lower interest rates when they pump money into the markets from the Fed. That's the only thing they have in their quiver other than... Uh, government work, like infrastructure, which, you know, now is only 10% of massive spending bills. The rest goes to left-wing socialistic programs. So the gas lines are back in North Carolina, just like Jimmy Carter. And there are some other amazing parallels to the Carter administration, but interest rates on a home mortgage were like 20% when Jimmy Carter left office. There were gas lines. There was a gas shortage. I remember this because my father worked in the petroleum industry. And he said, Rob... Our tanks are full. Our tanks are full at uh, where I work. We are told not to release the fuel. Uh, there is also uh, the fact that the OPEC used to do this thing where they just turn off the tap. They just turn off the tap every once in a while. Uh, Donald Trump made us energy independent. Joe Biden came with a war on fossil fuel and got rid of the uh, Keystone XL pipeline. All of those workers do not have new jobs and have not been retrained. They are out of work. They lost perfectly good jobs. 
And now we have a hack from Russia, which is an act of war, according to Newt Gingrich and others, an act of war. And then when you combine that with China and the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus, we've had war declared on us already. We have, guys. Right now, we are being attacked. We had one of the biggest the biggest biological attack in the history of the world on us last year and the rest of the world, by the way. And I'll get into that very shortly and how Anthony Fauci helped fund the Wuhan lab, the research into development of the coronavirus. Joe Biden doesn't see it. I mean, really, honestly, let's just go ahead and say it. Uh, I know he's clueless, but he's lying. Okay, he is lying and people are suffering and restaurants who've already had their teeth kicked in by local and uh, and state governments are getting their teeth kicked in by the federal government now isn't it just a wonderful place to be right now in joe biden's america yeah welcome back carter welcome back welcome back welcome and all of this is completely preventable. And the, and the crisis on the border could be turned around in two seconds if the 94 executive orders are getting rid of Donald Trump's policies, which had stemmed the tide of illegal immigration by 85%. All of it could be turned around tomorrow. But these fools, and they're not really fools. They know exactly what they're doing. I would call them fools. Look what you're doing. But they want to see America burn. That's it. They want to see America burn. They want to see us get through the next year to make things better. One more year of suffering until the midterms with Joe Biden can take credit for everything turning around. It honestly, it would take the wave of your hand to make a million jobs, to make it worthwhile for businesses to hire and employees to go back to work. It would take the wave of a pen and you could have a million people hired next month. It's that simple. I could do it. I could be the friggin' president. I could be the president. Well, maybe not. It would, that's kind of a terrifying thought. I didn't need to scare you people. Yeah, your women and children and all that. I, I'm, I'm no, I won't be the president. Don't worry, you can sleep well tonight. Rob Carson will never be the president. Just breathe, just breathe. Now, uh, we of course are uh, saying welcome back, Carter, because uh, chances are by the time this is all over, we're going to have gas lines around the country. We're going to have uh, hyperinflation. We're already seeing massive inflation. Lumber has gone up by 300%. Steel has gone up by 200%. Eggs, chicken, coffee, all of your staples are going through the ceiling. Gas prices have raised around, depending on where you are, <clears throat> uh, 50 to 70%. I heard my friend Chris Plant say in Washington, D.C., paid $3.99 a gallon for gas uh, in Washington, D.C. Not a big surprise. Welcome to Washington, D.C., but now we've got the Colonial Pipeline between Texas and New Jersey hack Thursday, a 5,500-mile pipeline carrying nearly half of the East Coast fuel supply. It was shut down by a company or by a group of hackers, but they really actually are um, Russian, and they are endorsed by the Russian government. Darkseid is made up of veteran cyber criminals, but insists it is not political. Like many others, however, Darkseid seems to spare Russia. Kazakh and Ukrainian-speaking companies, which does suggest a link to Russia. This is Russia hacking that really happened. Yeah, yeah. This outfit is given a free reign by the Kremlin to target Western companies. That's what it's all about. And I do believe that Hunter Biden got 80000 or so of dollars a month from a Ukrainian gas company. And Joe Biden uh, insisted that if Ukraine wanted a billion dollars in loan guarantees, they uh, fire the uh, prosecutor that was looking into that company, which is called Burisma. If he did not, they fire him. And he was fired before Joe Biden left the Ukraine while he was the vice president. 
Nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing to see here. And also, uh, <laughs> Hunter Biden still has 10% uh, stake in, a, in an oil and gas company in, uh, in China and also is ahead of a $1.5 billion hedge fund in China. Again, nothing to see here. Just move along, even though we're being attacked by Russian interests and Chinese interests and all that stuff. Nothing to see. Newt Gingrich said that uh, the, Joe Biden should be authorized to order the killings of anybody overseas who was found to be behind attacks on American infrastructure, describing the cyber attack of the colonial pipeline as an act of war. The U.S. warships are once again firing shots at 13 Iranian attack boats. They weren't doing that when Donald Trump was a president. You know why? Because Donald Trump was a president. Donald Trump was uh, of sound mind and also was a hawk with regard to defense and the military. They didn't do that. Yeah, didn't do that. Oh, and there are uh, Palestinians firing um, missiles into Israel. At least 24 Palestinians, including nine children, were killed mostly by airstrikes in response to Hamas-fired rockets at Israel. That left hundreds wounded. Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warned Monday that fighting could continue for some time. Do you know why this is happening? Because Israel does not have a friend in Joe Biden. Does not have a friend in Joe Biden. In fact, I would venture to say an enemy in Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, and it's been that way forever. It has been that way forever, and Democrats, particularly Jewish Democrats, never get it. The strike into uh, in the Palestinian territories came after Hamas issued an ultimatum to Israel to withdraw security forces from Jerusalem's Al-Bababla Mosque and Muslim areas of the old city where clashes took place with Palestinians on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Tensions have been simmering since the start of Ramadan last month, but exploded into violence on Friday and have been ongoing since with more than 700 Palestinians injured on Monday. Iran is starting to play games with us again. They're starting to send their little uh, their little speedboats, their little attack boats towards U.S. warships. Coast Guard cutter fired warning shots from a 50 cal before the Iranian ve- vessels left. 13 Iranian vessels, actually. They were uh, maneuvering at high speed towards six Navy ships escorting the USS Georgia. It's a submarine, by the way. On American Agenda on Newsmax, Jonathan Gilliam is a former uh, Navy SEAL talking about uh, what's going on in Iran. Also, uh, what's going on with Iran and Israel, which is starting to flame up again. Again, welcome back, Carter. ...relationship of Israel with the Middle East and how likely it is that it's not just if they can, but how likely Iran will strike Israel. And I think right now, if we look at the reality of what will happen if Iran did strike Israel, is the Iran nuclear deal? Joe Biden is groveling to get back in the Iran nuclear deal. And the Biden administration will not be happy until there is a mushroom cloud above Tel Aviv. Iran would, their government and everything that they know would be pretty much probably eliminated uh, to the extent in which they function right now. So. I don't think you that's know, what Iran wants. You know, Iran is full of threats. They've always been full of threats, especially against Israel. But I, I think right now that is the secondary problem that we have. That is something that they're going to continuously use to pump up their their own importance and their involvement in uh, and around Israel in that crisis. But when we look at Yemen and we look at this ship and all these weapons that were heading towards Yemen, this is something that the American people have to realize it's going on. Welcome back, Carter. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. 
Senator Ron Johnson is demanding answers from Anthony Fauci on why the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases reportedly funded potentially dangerous research at China's Wuhan Institute of Virology. This should be the biggest story in the media is that the man who's telling us how to live our lives and how to shut down our economy actually aided the lab where the virus was created. And don't give me this wet market crap. This is actually the report in the Australian claim that Chinese military scientists discussed the weaponization of SARS coronavirus five years before the COVID-19 pandemic occurred, which could empower China to create weapons in a way never seen before. China's People Liberation Army commanders were predicting that World War III would be fought with biological weapons, according to documents purportedly obtained by U.S. investigators. Ron Johnson has taken aim at Anthony Fauci for being the head of the organization that funded Chinese researchers at the Wuhan lab. Here is Senator Ron Johnson talking about that. First, let me say, does that shock anybody? Uh, it certainly doesn't shock no. me. When, when you see uh, what the China is doing, whether it's in the militarization of the South, South China Sea Islands, uh, their malign actions around the globe, uh, we should have been concerned, and it does boggle your mind that uh, Anthony Fauci continued to apparently fund gain-of-function research uh, and cooperate. You, I mean, do you, do you find any of this a little suspicious, that Anthony Fauci funded the Wuhan lab, then the virus was unleashed on the world, China's uh, economy was one of the only in the world to grow last year while the rest of the world suffered. That sounds like China declared war on the economies of the world, guys. With the, the Wuhan lab, um, knowing he had no full well that the Wuhan lab, just Unreal. about any organization in China, is connected to the uh, Communist Party of China as well as the, the People's Liberation Army. So what were we doing cooperating with China? I agree with Senator Paul. These are some serious questions, and we need some answers. But again, I've been trying to get answers out of federal agencies for years, and I'm not holding my breath. Unbelievable. The National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is headed by Fauci, funded scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and other institutions to perform gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses, according to Newsweek. Uh, in April 2020, this guy funded the, the, the place. And this is why the government, this government is saying that, oh, we don't know where it came from. It could be a wet market. It could have been somebody eating some bat soup. Guys, guys, why isn't this the biggest story in the world? The man, the little Keebler elf who's telling us that we need to shut down through next year. Oh, my God. Fauci wrote in a uh, 2010 op-ed for the Washington Post, important information and insights can come from generating a potentially dangerous virus in the laboratory. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Let's look at 2010. 2010 op-ed for the Washington Post. Important information and insights can come from generating a possibly potentially dangerous virus in the laboratory. <laughs> I mean, are you stupid? If you don't see, if you don't see this, you are just blithely stupid. And we're listening to this guy. He's telling us where we can go to church, what what mask we can wear. He wants us to take a vaccine. He wants us all to take a vaccine. He wants your kids to take a vaccine. He's got companies like Krispy Kreme saying, "Hey, we'll give you a donut if you show us the uh, the vaccine." <sighs> I mean, honestly. I just, there are days, I don't have words. I don't have words.
I know it's hard for you to believe that I wouldn't have words. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We've got a great uh, interview right now. I want to talk to uh, Paul Boardman. He is the host of American Enterprise Radio. And he has uh, built a package called uh, Decouple China Rebuild America. I think we're kind of realizing why we need to uh, we need to break up with China. Hello, Paul. Hi, Rob. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Terrific. Terrific. I'm a fan. I, I love what you do. Thank you. Uh, and, and you do it, and you're funny. So, Paul Boardman, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. You are the host of uh, American Enterprise Radio, and uh, you are also about decoupling from China, the decoupled China pack. I think we got to kind of quit China. What do you think? 100%. I'm behind it. Um, advocating it. I've been advocating that since April of 2020. Yeah. Um, and I, b- I believe it 100%. And that's what the Couple China PAC does. That's what we're standing for. I, I don't believe we will get the Biden administration to take this stance. No kidding. We, <laughs> so we have, to, we have to do it. The military, our military is behind this stance. Yeah. Our darker program programs, the CIA, FBI, they're behind it. The American people are behind it. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple things going on right now, and uh, and uh, there is a de facto war on the United States um, from on multiple fronts. One from Russia, one from China. With Russian, we had a, a cyber attack on a pipeline on the East Coast. Now, oddly enough, the group that did it, they do not commit attacks against Russia and Ukraine, which to me says, uh, you know, they're essentially being blessed by Russia to commit acts like this on foreign adversaries. And then you've got China with the with the Wuhan uh, virus. We also discovered with a uh, report that was put out in 2015 that the Chinese military had discussed weaponizing the SARS coronavirus uh, since 2015. And Anthony Fauci was part of the uh, National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases funding of the Wuhan lab that did it. Uh, so I think we're I think literally in, in many ways, war has been already declared on us, not only by Russia, but certainly by China. Your thoughts? I couldn't agree more. And I felt that way in April. I wanted President Trump to, um, uh, you know, do his um, work with the, um, um, you know, he, he, he picked the virus as our enemy over the state of China. Yeah, I was yeah. very disappointed with that. And he could have Defense Production acted 20, um, you know, different industries and brought them back with the, with the stroke of a pen. I was very disappointed that didn't happen. Uh, although I support him so much, but uh, and I advocated that in April that that would turn the economy around. So China is the enemy. It is time to take that stance. We're, we have to pressure Congress to do their job. But the problem is they're all funded. Um, you know, we all know they're all funded by the major donors who are uh, in you know doing business with China. Yeah. That's just the way it is. I mean, they want to become the world superpower. They want to. They would not mind seeing the United States go down in flames economically and possibly physically. Well, they've been stating that for for years, decades. So, uh, you know, it's evident. I take it at face value. If somebody says they want to do that and that's their plan, that's their plan. So um, I just simply say, okay, that's what you say you're going to do. I believe you. Mm -hmm. So I believe that China wants to do that 100 percent. I always have in the past for the past five years. And and you'll find a lot of people. Uh, in this country who've been in the military who also believe that. And they were advising the president to take a tougher stance. And I wanted that. And I I really believe he had a Washington, um, George Washington moment uh, where if he had if he had shut down China and taken that bold stance, 
he could have overcome even the election fraud problem. How quickly do you suppose it would impact or even possibly cause a domino effect in China if the United States just said, hey, we're done with you? Well, we send them five aircraft carriers a year, roughly, in trade. Mm -hmm. So I think it would have an impact very quickly. I do not see a problem with the American people and the American ingenuity of the American people to to uh, fill that supply line. I think it would be they'd love to join in that economic battle become independent again. Mm -hmm. So you cut them, then you have all that business to be done um, by Americans. And I do not believe that we can't do it. I hear it all the time. We can't do that. No, we can't do that. Well, you know, I know we can. We need to get on that and and make that happen. But if we do cut China off, um, I mean, we just have to shut it down. They're everywhere. We know that they will run fentanyl in. They'll do human trafficking on us. Yeah. Uh, you know, the jihadists, their MO is to blow things up. The Russians like to do clandestine maneuvers. Uh, China likes this total warfare game where they, they mess with you over here. They kill a few people. They go over here, uh, throw some fentanyl in. They human traffic you. You have a problem? My view is if there's a problem in the United States of America, rest assured China's behind it. I don't believe that the American people despise each other that much. I really don't. And I think we need to start linking these bad actors in the United States to where they'd be getting their support, which is from China. And, you know, Russia is, you know, we understand Russia. We know what they do. But China's the big one. Without China, Russia's really no no major threat to us. You know, so, um, also I want to mention that um, uh, as far as China is concerned, the, the coronavirus, uh, if you look at the uh, world economies last year, 2020, China's was one of the, if not the most successful economy, despite all of that, which adds credence to the coronavirus being from China and being a weaponized virus. Uh, do you think it was accidental? Do you think it was intentional? The most important thing is to understand the Chinese M.O. Once the American people understand the Chinese M.O., the concept of preponderance of evidence or beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are currently using to judge them and let them take over our country will will fade away. We'll see the we can see the connections happening. So that's the most important thing. Smithfield hams, you know, how to, you know, all get these companies out of America. Get them out. They're they're they're, they're spying on the American people. Uh, they are here to destroy us, control us, and fear is what they traffic in. They will continue to do that. More is coming. This was just the beginning of the yeah. war. Yeah. That is the most important message I have. So shut this down. Get the 390,000 students, Chinese students, CCP. You have to understand, it's not against China, the Chinese people. It's about the CCP. We have to develop the mindset of regime change. Yeah. We have to get into that for our own survival. All right, very good. Listen, I appreciate your time, Paul. Uh, Decoupled China Pack, where can they find you and where can people uh, possibly make a contribution? Well, thank you, uh, www.decoupledchina.org. And the contribution, you know, the money's not as important as the commitment to the policy because who else is advocating a total decoupling policy? Only China, Decoupled China Pack. We have a lot of members of Congress who are very interested, you know, they've taken some pretty good positions, but they get their money from a lot of people who are, you know, still doing business with China. By the way, here's the president yesterday treading on some thin ice, talking about Alzheimer's. We don't do something about Alzheimer's in America. Every single solitary hospital bed that exists in America, as the nurses can tell you, every single one 
will be occupied in the next 15 years with an Alzheimer's patient. Every one. I don't know where he's getting that. He's saying that everybody's going to have Alzheimer's. What kind of statement is that? Every nursing home bed is going to have an Alzheimer's patient. That makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. By the way, fake news no longer. Facebook has lifted its man on suggesting COVID-19 was man-made. After Biden ordered intelligence agencies to probe whether coronavirus leaked from the Wuhan lab, there is a reason for the Biden administration to shut down the investigation that was going on, to shut down the investigation that Donald Trump had started. And I believe it is Joe Biden's connection with his son to China. Because the same thing happened with, uh, with companies in China that happened between Burisma and Hunter Biden. Right now, guys, I'm just going to say, we have the most corrupt president in the history of the United States in the, in the office. You say the January 6th insurrection was the worst attack on the Capitol since the Civil War. I'll just go ahead and say, this is the most corrupt president, the most corrupt man the White House has ever entertained, has ever had in the Oval Office. There you go. Senate on Wednesday unanimously passed a bill proposed by uh, Senators Josh Hawley and Mike Brown uh, of Indiana requiring President Joe Biden to declassify intelligence related to any potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. And you know what we're going to find out, kids? We're going to find out it came from a lab in Wuhan. That's what we're going to find out. And it is obvious. Obvious. So Biden now uh, wants the U.S. to investigate the Wuhan lab leak and gives them 90 days to report back after shutting down the Pompeo-led probe into Trump's claims. And Donald Trump was shredded, was shredded by the media. He was xenophobic. He was anti-Asian. Honestly, if it weren't for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. Every branch of our government is corrupt. President of the United States is corrupt. Speaker of the House is corrupt. <laughs> the Justice Department, the courts, the Congress. Honestly, if you look at what the founding fathers were up against when they penned the Declaration of Independence, and you compare it to the absolute corruption of the government today, their reason for scribing the Declaration of Independence almost pales by comparison. Nothing against them. <laughs> you know, they, they created the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind. It's just right now the people in charge, the people who are entrenched, they are corrupt. Let's talk to Diamond and Silk, shall we? Let's see what they're up to on this uh, Tuesday morning. Give a buzz here. Do, do, do. Hi, Hi, Rob. Diamond and Silk, how are you today? Oh, we're wonderful. I hope you're doing well. How are you all doing on the East Coast? Because I know the gas shortage, were you guys, have you guys been hit by it pretty hard? Oh, absolutely. We still don't have gas here. Oh. You know, our tanks are filled, thank, full, thank God. But we still don't have gas. And it's just, a, listen, it's a big joke, Rob. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a big joke. This is the biggest scam of a sham I've ever seen in all the days of my life. And people is going to have to wake up. Right now, the CIA is putting together stupid, woke ads featuring, yeah. you know, insane people. And then the FBI is going after Rudy Giuliani rather than over in Russia finding these people who did this and blowing them up. 
Well, I'm sorry. I have a different opinion, Rob. You What's know that? what? What's that? I don't think it was done by the Russians. I think this was an inside job. That's right. You paid five million to gain billions, and we, they're gonna get the billions for us from us. Now, all of the gas is gone down the East Coast. You got to fill that. You got to fill these here pipelines back, back up. up with gas uh-huh. for people to go buy it back out. Supply and demand is going to be very high. That's it's right. going to raise the price of gas, the yep. price of food. This is the, the, the people going be robbed. And not to mention, you know, with him shutting down that Keystone Pipeline. I mean, just yeah. think about yeah. if when we was oil and energy independent. Yep. Now here we are, oil dependent on foreign oil. And keep in mind, this is Biden's America. Yep. You have gas lines, food lines, cross the line, total lines, get in line, and somebody's <laughs> pocket is being lined. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's perfect. And you know what? I mean, look at, uh, we are on the road to hell in a handbasket right now. That's right. Uh, and then and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, the great and benevolent Joe Biden says to us yesterday that if we get a vaccine, we don't have to wear a mask anymore. What do you think about oh. that? I'm not getting a vaccine. I ain't been wearing no mask. And Jim Crow Joe don't tell us what to do. <laughs> He's right. not our slave owner. Mm-hmm. He's not no slave master. We ain't own no plantation. We not picking cotton. We not working in the fields. And I'm not living in a big house. That's right. Okay. That's right. We have freedoms in this country. Uh-huh. And it should be against the law. For the so-called president, resident, whatever y'all want to refer to him as, to um, try to mandate vaccines or bully people into taking these vaccines if they don't want to take them. You know, what about the people that already had the virus and now they have antibodies? Yep, yep. So do they got the cover up too? Right. You know what? You sound, you guys sound fed up like I am right now. Listen, yeah. Rob, I am very fed up with all of this. Let me tell you something. People livelihoods are gone. Yeah. That's right. Do you hear me? People livelihoods are gone because of this pandemic being politicized. Yeah. And yes. what I see is politicization going on with everything uh-huh. from the pandemic to what happened with this gas. Mm-hmm. I see this all being politicized and yeah. a bigger agenda. That's why people need to look at the bigger picture instead of staying focused on just the small details. That's There's right. There's something else bigger going on here. What about, I want to ask you about this because it looks like in, in Virginia there are some parents uh, who are finally speaking out against this nonsense curricula, brainwashing our kids, critical race theory, telling black kids that they can't achieve anything because of institutional racism and telling all kids that white kids are inherently evil because they're white. How do you feel? Do you feel like we're finally reaching a point here where enough is enough yes Yes. especially when you have black people standing up and saying enough is enough that's a good thing because even they know let me tell you something rob i don't think that our country is as divided as the media want us to think it is right but you got these people you got black people white liberals you got them still trying to push uh uh, this foolishness so that black children can stay stuck in the pains of their ancestors and white children can be demonized and ostracized for the color of their skin that's right that is wrong that's discrimination and that's racism within itself it's crazy to me that the people that's pointing and crying racism are the ones that's perpetuating the race in this country. Right. So I think that the whole thing is wrong. Yeah. I don't want my child being taught that foolishness in school. That's Teach right. them how to grow businesses, turn them into corporations, yeah. become part of the, 99, um, the, the 1% instead of staying stuck at the 
99% where you can't get ahead. That's right. I am so tired of these government officials or these entities trying to keep people stuck. Yep. The one thing I loved about Donald J. Trump, he wanted to make sure that all people thrive. Oh. He didn't give a hoot about the color of your skin. Right. Why do you think rappers rapped about him, yep. wanted to be like him? Right. I don't know nobody that ever wanted to be like Joe. <laughs> I just want to ask you a couple of questions. There were three guilty verdicts of the the officer in question. There were no riots last night, but there were for a year. There were riots for a year. Why did that have to happen? You got the verdict today. Why did that all have to happen? Why did hundreds of statues have to be pulled over? Why did Aunt Jemima have to go away? Why was Dr. Seuss declared racist? Why did the Washington Redskins now have the name the Washington football team? Why did the Land O'Lakes Native American woman on the package go away? Why did all of that have to happen? Why did that all to happen? I mean, you got what you wanted. The mob got what it wanted. And I'm not disagreeing that that Derek Chauvin should have been convicted. But you got what you wanted. Why did all of that have to happen? Why did my son have to be called racist? Why did his generation have to be called racist? Why did the 1619 Project have to be taught in school so that black children are told they can't achieve anything because of institutional racism and white children, because they're white, are privileged no matter what they've been through? Why did that all have to happen? Be careful what you wish for. There's so much good being done in the country. There's so much good in the country. It is still the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind. And and you can join with the crowd that wants to destroy us. And you can join with the crowd that uh, wants to be socialistic. You can join with the crowd that wants us to be more like Venezuela. I mean, have you looked at the U.S. Olympic team versus the Chinese Olympic team? Yeah, the Chinese Olympic team are all Chinese. We are one, we are a melting pot, and I refuse to say that we are somehow worse than it was in 1968 or 1863. I absolutely, wholeheartedly, 100 billion percent reject that. And you know why? Because I've always lived in neighborhoods with, with neighbors of different colors and creeds, and it never bothered me, and we broke bread together. It didn't matter. We didn't care. We all stood for the national anthem, and we wept when the planes flew over. And we all came together on September the 12th of 2001 and we wept for the country and those who died. And we came together and many of them volunteered for military service and went off to die regardless of their color with their brothers in arms. And I refuse, I refuse to accept this new faux reality created by leftists. So what I would say, and I... Try not to be strident, but there's too much at stake here. Derek Chauvin's going to jail. Justice has been served. All right? I still question while all the burning and all the death and all the destruction had to happen, it's an awful, awful thing. I still question why politicians looked at this as an opportunity to forward an agenda, uh, regardless of who it hurt. I, I, 
I don't want another generation of kids in the inner cities to be raised in this and and die before they should. I I, I just don't. I want that to change. But unfortunately, I've been saying this for thirty years, and I've seen essentially two generations of kids go through it again. <laughs> and it's been going on for fifty or sixty years, and it's terrible, and it's tragic, and it's awful. And can we just come together? The only way we're going to come together is if we defeat the ideology of the radical left. That's it. And we come together because they're driving us apart. Time for me to go, guys. Have a glorious day. God bless the police. God bless our military. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, say it with me, people. Don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.